Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy, detective. Well, greetings from the end of the world here. We're recording this week's Jordan, Jesse Go from a tropical storm that also contained an earthquake. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, I got a message for the uh, writer's room of today. That's a hat on a hat. Folks, that's a hat on a hat. <laughs> Folks, yeah. that's a hat on a hat. Who, who's <laughs> writing today? Is it, uh, is it Deadpool? Oh, this is OTT. Is it a writer's room composed of Deadpool and the Joker? Jeez Louise. Somebody call Sly because this is over the top. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm just re- kind of recycling all the bad Twitter jokes, sorry, X jokes from today. And, you know, in two weeks when we look back on this, um, you know, we can all agree that maybe we should have put a little more thought into those jokes. You got to get them up first. That's true. (laughs) And when you say when two weeks, when we look back on this, you mean when people are listening to this episode? Yeah. Yeah. With this fresh live content. Mm hmm. Yeah, we are recording from the uh, L.A.'s first hurricane since 1939. Uh, A huge hurricane head over here, so I just had that date off the dome. Great. Thank God. And yeah, next thing you know, we're going to get a reign of chimichangas if Deadpool has anything to say about it. (laughs) Hurricane? I ordered a twister. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Deadpool. (laughs) I thank Deadpool. He works at the TQ there. Oh, yeah? at the Foster's Freeze. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Who who has twisters? I think that's the DQ. I think that's the TCBY? No, it's not TCBY, I don't think. That's the country's, that's the country's best yogurt. Yeah. Well, it doesn't mean they don't have a twister. Do you think TCBY ever looked into expanding into other fields? <laughs> like the country's best large hadron colliders? Or just what if it was only other things that started with Y? Oh, sure. <laughs> the, the country's best yurts. <laughs> so Froyo, Froyo franchises Froyo and yurts. Have you ever had? Have you ever had the? Uh, have you ever had froyo in a yurt? Oof! Ooh, it hits. That does seem like an almost ideal frozen yogurt venue. Yeah. How does Jesse? Uh, we're we're here. We uh, you know we've all kind of had to have a little crash course in hurricane preparedness. Yeah. Uh, my uh, my uh, relatives are in town from the south. Oh um, wow. Uh, we got it. We got an aunt from uh, Texas. We got an aunt from Louisiana. We got a cousin from Alabama. And uh, we kind of got together for lunch yesterday and we were kind of like, you know, worrying out loud about the hurricane. They're like, uh, what is it? Uh, category four. And, and, you know, somebody's looking at their phone like, well, you know, once it reaches L.A., it'll be like a category one. Oh, no, a tropical storm. And then they all laughed at us <laughs> for being <laughs> such soft snowflakes. I, I saw a picture on social media of our friend Elliot Kalen mm-hmm. taping plastic to his windows, taping off his windows. Now I happen to know that what he was doing was they, these are screen windows. Look, I've been to Elliot's house. These are screen windows that screen in a play area. I'm sure he just didn't want the things in the play area to get wet, mm-hmm. but he was taping off these windows. And I, I just thought to myself that a person from a place where there's weather tapes off their windows in preparation for a tropical storm. And in Los Angeles, people don't even put on pants. (laughs) Like they don't even turn on their headlights when they're driving. (laughs) 
You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the, the two levels of weather preparedness in Los Angeles are shorts, vans with no socks and t-shirt. That's for uh, all storms up to and including category four. And then uh, there's, Dress to climb Mount Everest, which is also for all storms up to category four, but there's no stops in between. You're either dressed for Everest or you're dressed to kick it at the skate shop. Never the twain shall meet. That's Los Angeles weather preparedness is one of those two things. That said, I took my daughter to lunch today and, um, for some daddy-daughter time, as we mm-hmm. call it. And we were over there at My Taco, and uh, they had the local television news on. Mm-hmm. And we did see a car float down a river next to our house. Oh, nice. <laughs> now, I don't know. I don't know how the car got into it. This is the L.A. River. So normally cars would mostly be in there for Fast and the Furious movies. Sure, yeah. Because <laughs> it is a sort could of they, Could they have viaduct. been trying to steal a satellite that was on a big rig? It's entirely possible that that's what happened. No one was injured. I think those movies film in Atlanta. They did, though, Jordan. Mm. They mentioned on the news two first responders had checked the situation out on sea dues. Oh, I love that those guys have have C-Dews at the ready should they need them. I think like the entire fire department budget of the city of Los Angeles, all the, I'm sure they get, you know, $300,000 a year per firefighter in overtime and all these different, you know, all of it is justified when uh, Mayor Karen Bass calls the fire chief and says, Mr. Chief, it's Karen. We need sea dues. And then the <laughs> fire chief says, don't worry, I've got guys. And he, she, he sends the fire department sea dues. That's beautiful. I mean, I feel like, I feel like fire department sea dew in 1999 could have been a syndicated show starring Mario Lopez that lasted for 200 episodes. <laughs> Played on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> a lot of babes, a lot of kind of gratuitous shots of bikini babes. But yeah, I had been walking my dog yesterday in the same place where a car was floating down in the water. How does, I was wondering, how does a man with, how does a man with, with precious possessions, you of course, I mean, you have your children who are, you know, more valuable than all the most glittering treasures. No, I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, well, same ballpark. Same sure. ballpark. Similar. Same the, ballpark. The both value are very of, a, valuable. of a child. Physical and the treasures, treasures and the human treasures in my home are both very valuable to me. And uh, that's what I want to emphasize here. But you're, you're a man with art, with collectibles, with antiques, with, uh, you know, probably a vintage tuxedo collection somewhere. How do you, how do you decide? How do you, yeah. How are you keeping this stuff safe? Jordan, hmm. first of all, I want to disabuse you of something. I do not have a vintage tuxedo collection. Mm -hmm. I have one vintage tuxedo and two vintage dinner jackets. Okay. With trousers. So, but they're contrasting dinner jackets. So it's different. 
Yeah, if you want to mix it up, you have to go to two weddings in a year, you know, you don't want to exactly. have a bunch of pictures in the exact well, same thing. What if one's like a tropical wedding? You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of great tropical weddings out there. So, yeah, I mean, it does terrify me. I mean, we're, we're Californians and have, you know, like when people say, how can you deal with the earthquakes? Mm-hmm. You're just like, well, you either live somewhere with real hurricanes or tornadoes that happen all the time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so earthquakes are terrifying, but you probably have something like that. And it probably comes up a lot. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, I don't know. I I guess I would just, um, just grab the jewelry and head for the roof. That's a good question. I don't know. (laughs) If it came to it. Yeah. Get to the, what, get the, get those jewels on the roof. What are you grabbing and, and bringing to higher ground there in Altadena? Uh, you know, I got the, I got the, I got the cat and I got the TV. <laughs> I'm putting the TV <laughs> on the ground and I'm covering it with some of those, uh, some of those woven blankets and the cat's sleeping in the bed tonight. Okay. She usually sleeps in the living room, but she's sleeping in the bed tonight. If, you know, if a, if a door should fly open, if a window should pop open, I don't need her getting out there. There's coyotes. So are yeah. you using, are you these using are the, these the, are the key TV per, yeah. as a kind of like a pontoon? Oh yeah. I guess I could float around on the TV if it, if it came to it. I'd, I'd like to push to off, that. I'd have to push off Leonardo DiCaprio at some point. There's not enough room for us both on this TV. Let's find out what our guest would save. Oh yeah. And by would save, I mean, will save as this recording transitions from live recording to valued memory of what Jordan and Jesse were like when they were alive as the, uh, as the natural disaster consumes Los Angeles. Um, he is a, a beloved comedy writer, uh, an old pal of Jordan, Jesse go, uh, longtime writer for the various Conan O'Brien programs among other things. And now, the man behind the new book, Snot Goblins and Other Tasteless Tales, Rob Cutner. Hi, Rob. How are you? Hey. I'm, I'm actually going to tape up my Zoom window just to be really safe. Is that great? Yeah. Yeah. All windows. Yes. <laughs> Microsoft. <laughs> Rob, do you, uh, I, I, we prob- you've been on the show before. I'm sure we've gotten into your backstory. I've forgotten it. Do you come I've, from a place with, with weather? Have you had to deal with this yeah, kind of thing Princeton. before? Princeton University. I'm not, I wasn't born there. Well, <laughs> I was hatched in a lab. Okay, we've been over this. Um, I'm from a lab the south. In the basement of Princeton. I was hatched in a Labrador Retriever. I'm going to keep, <laughs> keep yes anding myself. Um, I'm, I'm from the South, too, actually, Jordan. I didn't, didn't realize that about you, despite your heavy drawl. But uh, I'm, from, uh, I'm from Atlanta. And uh, y- y'all didn't know that? Yeah. <laughs> well, bless your heart. Bless your heart. <laughs> Um, I'm from Atlanta and our thing was tornadoes, uh, mm. which would come through every now and then. And apparently though, when I was a kid, uh, uh, I think I was about two or something. Apparently there was one that like my parents claimed like bounced off of our house or like went over our top of our house and I slipped through the whole thing. So I guess I was a pretty chill customer about it. I, when the 1989 Loma Prieta earthquake hit San Francisco, um, I think I cried for two days straight. That's, that's what I remember is just not wanting to leave the house and crying and crying and crying. Nothing really happened in my house other than some things falling off of shelves, but it just completely convinced me that 
God had nothing but contempt for human beings. I was freaked out too, even though I did sleep through it because they would put these, um, whenever there's a tornado, there was like tornado warning and watch and a tornado imprecation. You know, there's all these like these different levels of, you know, tornado hint. Um, but they had the, this terrifying fucking noise. It was like, bark, bark. <laughs> like, they would come on. It was like super loud. It was like louder than anything you're watching on TV. And it would just like fill me with trauma. And I was like, I think I, it would still probably trigger me now. I think my phone went off a few times like that today, including once after the earthquake, which I wasn't really sure where the value is in that. <laughs> it just says, feel that. <laughs> You have, you, have, you have ex post facto alert, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here's what you missed. Rob, did you do, uh, did you do any like storm prep today? Did you, uh, you know, did you wrap, wrap the kids in garbage bags? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it is a Sunday. <laughs> um, and it's spring training. They're trying to make weight. <laughs> the kids got to make, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, we did, we did a bit. It's, I think this is sort of to Jesse's point. Uh, we, uh, we kind of do a half-assed LA prep stuff. So yes, my wife actually, my wife's more on top of this. She did actually tape some of the actual glass windows. Uh, we did this combination. We, we bought a bunch of canned stuff. It was more like in the, the shopping stuff. We bought fewer frozen things in case it goes out. We got more things that we could cook on the stove in case there's no electricity. We just have power, that sort of, that sort of thing. And then it was also this kind of rationale of, well, we might as well just eat everything in the refrigerator because who knows? It's just yeah. kind of like, you know, devil may care attitude. So that was my prep. Really a, really a model for it. I mean, we, you know, I, um, I think this has been pointed out elsewhere, but like El- Angelinos have an earthquake kit in general, like, or at least you're supposed to. So we kind of have like a little earthquake bag and stuff. So I don't feel like, you know, uh, there was like a huge need for me to have something else. Um, uh, in Beverly Hills, they were seeing out alerts for sandbags, like, I was like, I don't think a couple of sandbags are going to help us really if it, was, if it gets that bad. Yeah, not when you already have these mylar blankets. Right, right. And uh, and we have help just written on our roof at all times. Just the good <laughs> thing about having those mylar blankets is they're good if uh, your regular blankets get wet or if you need to build a satellite. <laughs> those, are the, those are the only two good things about it. Perfect for that too. Um, I did like a, I did like a prep shop yesterday and, you know, got a bunch of water and, uh, you know, yeah. other, other things that the, a dot gov website told me to get. Um, then I got a lot of, can- I get a lot of like canned Hormel chili and I have not had canned Hormel chili in years. It's one of those things I associate with like being a sad, broke idiot who can't cook. Yeah. And I think I just like, I had a, you know. Or a cowboy. Or a cowboy. Let's be fair <laughs> I, to you. A cowboy I, with a can opener. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I could just say, uh, yeah, that's, I ate a lot of that when I was a okay, cowboy. Slicker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I have, uh, you know, and I haven't, haven't eaten it since, you know, partially because, you know, uh, there's, you know, better things to eat and just, you know, out of, out of pride. I'm like, I've left the, 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 the Hormel days are behind me. And, uh, but I just bought a ton of it yesterday just because it seems like a good, it is a good, food. like that is actually a very smart, like power outage, easy to eat. Yeah. Protein. Yeah. Don't have to really cook it. Yeah. Cook, just fine. cook it on a little camping stove. Um, I think Jesse, you'll appreciate this cause you have kids. Uh, we had, we stocked up a bunch of canned stuff and it's like, all these things are like, there's no fucking way our kids would eat this normally. So it's like, this would be a test of like, you know, the road mentality. Like, yeah, you're going to eat that. You know, you're going to eat that thing that you normally <laughs> turn your nose up at. Cause it's all we have. Yeah. My kids are, my kids have, vehement and uh, conflicting opinions about which delivery pizza is edible. (laughs) So 
I don't know. I don't have any idea how I'm going to get him to eat all this Hormel chili that I bought. <laughs> Man, I I have been I have been thinking about that Hormel chili since I brought it home yesterday. I know I know I, it's supposed to be for emergencies only. You guys know I'm going to get into that chili as soon as this thing passes. I am going to drown myself in Hormel. I have just been been think I'm I'm thinking about it now. I'm salivating thinking about. The Honestly, I like how it's it's such an unobtainable thing you've put out, like Hormel chili. Like I'm just fantasizing about this incredibly cheap, very easy to access thing. Yeah, so, yeah. That's also what I will buy in a situation where I'm buying a canned good. Mm-hmm. The main your main cans that I'm buying going to be refried beans. I'm not yep. going to refry beans. You know no. what I mean? Now, will my kids eat it? Nope, they refuse it. Right. Not as good as the restaurant down at the corner. Uh, but refried beans, um, corned beef hash. Okay. I love, yeah. love canned corned beef hash. That was unquestionably my number one. Um, and then I would say number three is can of chili. My wife doesn't really like it. My kids won't try it. So that leaves it to me and it ends up getting dusty on the shelf. But the truth is, Hormel <laughs> chili is tasty. I mean, yeah. it is like, it will make your... Uh, all your features scrunch toward the tip of your nose with its saltiness. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, but it is pretty good. Yeah, and you can, you know, if you dress it up a little bit, like if you do your own, you know, sour cream, if you like grate some cheese on there, if you like use your own hot sauce, like it it, 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 it kicks it up two notches. Yeah. Well, why are we do podcasting and not eating Hormel chili right now? I don't know. Well, well, why don't we do it on the podcast? People love, <laughs> people I love this, I think this chili podcast noises. is the downtime between chili. You know, what's a, you know what's a good canned food that I don't have that often, but every time I do, I'm like, this is great. Love a can of corn. Love a can of niblets. I do love those. Yes. Really? Yeah. That's an easy choice, but what are you doing with it? Uh, you know, you just decide, easy side. You 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 salt it up. They're already you, sweet. They're nice and sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you sauteing? Are you sauteing them? You just put them in the yeah. You just put them in a pan. Put them in a pot. Salt and pepper. Let let it you know let it heat a little bit. Good niblets. Yeah, but I, I do it once a year. But every time I do, I'm like, these are some good niblets. What do you, what, do you, what do you call that? Do you have a special name for that day? Like that that occasion. <laughs> oh yeah, niblet tide, nibs nibs giving. <laughs> Happy I nibs am, giving, everyone. I assumed you meant what do you call that dish, which is niblets in a pot with yeah. salt and pepper, or in a pan, in a pot or a pan sure. with salt and pepper, which is niblets all Maurice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Rob, you are from uh, you're from Atlanta. You mentioned that. Uh, I saw that you went to like you went to Atlanta. To sign your book, Snot yes. Goblins, uh, and I do, I do want to talk about some of the book signing stops you've done because I've been really impressed at the like hustle you've done. You know, uh, Kutner Jesse, I don't know if you've you've you follow Kutner on Facebook, but he's out there hustling. This guy's putting in the work, putting in the work. Uh, he's what a, was look, it? At the end of the day, he doesn't want to be, uh, waste that blurb he got from R.L. Stein. Yeah, you got a, a blurb from, you? from R.L. You? himself. I feel like I feel like his his eyes are gazing down upon me at all moments. <laughs> <laughs> from his house? <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. that's a, it sounds like an R.L. Stein scenario, doesn't it? Like right. just the set of eyeballs is sitting there in your house, mm-hmm. and 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 the, the the sensible. I always love the sensible kids in the Goosebumps book too. Like, <laughs> I want to have a book just about them. I was like, maybe we shouldn't go in that dusty old curio shop with the talking skull. You're right. 
You're right. <laughs> Let's the work end. on math problems. Hey, the end. <laughs> Let's shine our skateboard helmets. <laughs> um, yeah. D- were you, was it like a, you know, did you feel like it was kind of a hometown, hometown pride thing? Did you have, did you have an old elementary school teacher that came out and told you you, you, you done good? I actually have, uh, well, yes. Um, I actually have my, uh, I have a, a video which I can share with you guys. Um, I put on Instagram, my, there was a childhood, uh, it was like a children's literature teacher. We had this children's literature specialist who came into our school and she's this wonderful old Southern woman really got me into reading. I really, you know, just, and I've made t- in contact with her. She's in her nineties, uh, on Facebook recently and we've been kept each other abreast and I, I sent her a copy and she said, she said, she said, I wanted to read your book. I was so excited. And I, I made a cup of tea and then I was horrified. I was disgusted. And my tea grew cold beside me, which is so, <laughs> so, so evocative. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, and then she said like, even her, this, even her disappointment is beautiful. <laughs> no, but, she, but it was great. She says, this book is so disgusting. I couldn't finish it, but kids are going to love it. And I was like, ah. okay, that, that works. <laughs> um, okay. We we went to visit my uh, relatives uh, in Texas uh, when uh, the bubble graphic novel came out, and people were pretty excited. Some people in the family had gotten it, some people had read it. But one of my my uh, my kind of oldest aunt aunt kind of came up to me, and she's like, "Well, we got an author in the family. I won't read the book. It's not my humor." <laughs> wow, that's that's anti subtext, right? <laughs> no, it, no, just text. <laughs> yeah, right. right. And it text. wasn't even like I tried it and I couldn't get into it. It's like I won't read it. I, I, it's not my humor. You forget that, like in LA, we have this whole entire protocol of like how to deal with other people's material that we're not interested right. or, or, or actively hate. You know, it was like, fun. We have an entire- it was fun. Oh, it was. You fun. did the thing. Yeah. yeah, you did a thing. Oh God, yeah, you did a thing. My favorite, my favorite is Steve Martin's. I don't know if you know this one, but like when he went to like a friend's like terrible one man show, he'd go up to him afterwards and take his hand and go, you bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Other people are are not as as trained to do that. They'll just say what they feel and just, you know. Yeah. How how dare they be honest? (laughs) Rob, you've worked in a particular humor milieu for quite some time. Uh, What is it like to explain to your relatives who may or may not get uh, the jokes on Conan, for example. Oh, well, I've given up long ago on my, my relatives watching anything <laughs> that I, I produce. So, you know, that that's that's a long time gone. Um, I You know, honestly, like I have a couple of pretty humorous people in my family and they're fans and they tell me what they like and, I, and everyone else, you know, I just... Um, I think they've tuned out and they just, they just you know, he's off doing the funny business. They sort of like <laughs> put it in that category. And... Uh, um, I think it was a little bit interesting, more interesting. Uh, I have a, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast or I have a, um, I have a, I have a Jewish redneck brother who lives in Alabama. Okay. And, uh, and I would say our politics are not the same and it was probably a little bit more, uh, maybe it's a little more dicey when I worked on the daily show, uh, versus, you know, Conan, which is not that political really. Um, except well, in that sort of you know, holly weird think- way, but <laughs> yeah. The masturbating bear, I think, uh, stands that was, that in. Was, that was a trenchant statement, I think, about, and, about sex positivity. And right, the, yes. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think we just sort of didn't talk about it at that time. I, I don't know if even if he even got Comedy Central where he lives. <laughs> My mother has three sisters, and they, like, could not be further positioned f- <laughs> from where, like, 
I stand work-wise. I have, they're all totally amazing, wonderful, brilliant people. I have an aunt who lives in Oakland and she is a like very, and has been since I, since I can remember since the late seventies, a very righteous lesbian um, who at one point made me announce that it was okay for her to like me because I was an honorary girl. Um, but like a real spells women with a Y classic 1970s style. And she is like, could not be more gung ho about cultural activities. Um, but could not be more baffled by humor as a category. Hmm. So like, if you want somebody to go to see Angelique Kijo at Berkeley performances, uh, the Afro pop legend, Aunt Gail's there for you. Took me to many, many dance performance, like any, she goes to shit all the time. But if you said to her- Top of the pops? Top of the pops? Yeah, 100%. Uh, If, if, like she, but but like highbrow, like very highbrow things, uh, international shit. You know, it's a fucking Oakland lifestyle she has. But if if you said to her, like, what's the last comedy movie you enjoyed? It would probably be like The Court Jester (laughs) when she was 10. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I have an aunt who lives in Virginia, um, who lives well into Virginia. And she is a very gifted photographer. She was an EMT forever. And um, she was the first female firefighter in her county in Virginia. And uh, she is a, she like is spending her retirement taking uh, photographs of abandoned places in Virginia. Like she'll go out and, and take photographs of abandoned places. They're so cool. Uh, And she just like, I don't know, like when I was a kid, she lived on a fucking farm with livestock and shit. Um, And I, if you told me that she has never watched television or has only watched CSI in her life, I would be completely unsurprised. Um, Although at this point in her life, maybe she's watching some PBS. And then I have this Aunt Debbie Aunt Debbie is a real estate agent and is by far the most normal member of my family culturally. She is a real, she's a, she's a real real estate agent in Northern Virginia in terms of her cultural tastes. But you know what? Every time I have a chat with Aunt Debbie about what she's up to, she's watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. (laughs) <laughs> Every time, one time, I years and years ago, I was visiting uh, uh, my aunt, my aunt Deb, and her husband Wayne, and she's like, "I I love watching this, I love watching this game show on the Game Show Network. It's a comedy game show." And I'm like, "Oh my god, oh, you know, I'm like 17 or 19 or something." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, I only watch the Upright Citizens Brigade TV show on County Central, so." Oh, it's, you know, it's the bug you sketch or nothing for me. And uh, she's like, oh, yeah, it's hilarious. And I'm like, all right, all right, all right. And she told me about it. And I 
didn't have the game show networks, never, never got around to watching it. Uh, like 10 years later, I realized, oh, that was Jimmy Pardo's game show. (laughs) 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 Emailing, emailing Debbie, like, hey, remember when you said that that game show was funny and it's possible that I rolled my eyes? I was trying not to, so hopefully I didn't. But uh, anyway, uh, my friend Jimmy was the host of that show. (laughs) I think that, yeah, it's kind of interesting. I think that, you know, even something that we as jaded comedy super fans would consider to be a like down the middle four quadrant network thing is still probably being written by people who were like Mr. Show fans. And, you know, so I, I think that the, a I gig, think, right? yeah, I think that it is interesting that like the category of thing we would have scoffed at as, you know, 16 year old, I only watched the tenacious D shorts on VHS that, <laughs> I got from a bin in the comic book store. Like it has like way more actual great jokes than that category at the time. Can I just say thank you to our college friend Gene's comic book store for having a bin of extra play VHS tapes Mm -hmm. that had every episode of Larry Sanders, Mr. Show and Tenacious D on them. Uh, Cause that definitely changed my life. So Uh, shout out to whatever that comic book or video store was in Sherman Oaks, California. (laughs) Might have been Earth 2. Might have been Earth 2. There you go. Possibly Earth 2. I also want to bring up uh, something that we have not talked about on the show for a while. Uh, Weird-ass Burbank shit. Oh, well, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled to hear that you're bringing this up. I was just in Burbank thinking about that shit. Did you know, Mm -hmm. Jordan, did you know I went to visit our friend Allison Rosen, Mm -hmm. uh, our friend- your new best friend, audience, One of, the of the Allison Rosen is your new best friend podcast. Uh, went to visit her in Burbank uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Happened to notice that right by her house, mere blocks from her house, is a children's spa. <laughs> wow. Children's spa. A children's where, spa. Where toddlers could have a schwitz. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't sound sus, does not sound sus Just at all. Unwind with a bunch of other toddlers. I I truly, it's called Prestige Kids Spa. Wow. You know, sometimes you want to take a load off after after first grade, you know? Yeah. You spend all day, sweat out the toxins. You spend all day on those times tables. You want to get wrapped in seaweed. I just opened their website. I I want you guys to know because I know you were worried. Uh, At our spa at home, bus parties, sparkling (laughs) memories. We are dependable, reliable with best customer service. (laughs) <laughs> website written by AI was not <laughs> sassy bus. It's called the sassy bus. Oh my God. <laughs> it says that was the original name for this podcast. Sassy bus will travel to you home or park 35 miles from nine one five Oh five to me home <laughs> to you home to toot sassy bus. Listen, I mean, <laughs> they save so much money on those, those letters. They pass the savings on to the kid customers. I think it, the, the words they don't use yeah. the pixels, the ink, right? It yeah. will also park 35 miles from nine one five Oh five though. Just so you know. So you're uh, going to have to get out the old protractor. Rob, you had one of your book events at a real Burbank ass place that I hadn't, I was not aware of until you were posting about it. Uh, apparently it is some sort of magic store called Dark Delicacies. Wait, hold on. It says, we do not drive kids around. <laughs> wow. That's, that's, a, that's a very specific legal made them write it exactly like that, I think. It is not 
FYI, not going to happen. If you came here from QAnon website, we do not drive kids around. <laughs> uh, yeah, what uh, I did, I was not able to make it. Can you tell us about Dark Delicacies? Oh, so it's not a magic, it's a horror-themed comic store, which is a, a phrase you might hear only in Burbank. Sure, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, um, and speaking of weird-ass shit, I found... Uh, this promo that Jordan's talking about is I found a bunch of them. You probably knew this already. It was news to me. There's a bunch of these horror, weird comic uh, geeky stores all within about a square mile of each other over in Magnolia Park. And so we had a promo where we had like a scavenger hunt with cards, uh, characters from the from the book and then a signing in Dark Delicacies. And so, you know, and we did it at the end of summer. So the parents are kind of desperate for something to do with their kids. And so a bunch of like random kids, they were not driven there by the sassy bus. Not <laughs> but um, there's driven by there's own dark- parents. They were sassy bus, not involved. <laughs> but so yeah, dark Dogs, it's a horror themed comic and collectible store. And then there's the mystic museum, which is another horror themed mm-hmm. uh, sort of gift and curio store. That's like a half a block away. Um, and there's a blast from the past, which is a retro store, like just only retro comics. And, um, it's a very cool and weird, uh, very niche area, I think. There are like, all you, in one sort of patch. I think at all of these different places, you can get, you know, these places with, with, with different, you know, vibes and aesthetics. At all of them, you can get a copy of Fun Home and a taxidermied weasel in a top hat. <laughs> you know what? That's what I would save, actually, in a flood, I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just those two items. Well, those things are all both going to appreciate. I remember, you remember, you remember on, the, uh, on the aforementioned Allison Rosen podcast that we yes. were just on, Jordan? Yeah, we Rob, and, debating, I, Rob and I did it together, had a fun we, time. I mentioned one of these places, and, and Allison and Daniel had debate about, was it this taxidermy store or the other taxidermy store? Right. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> There's one good one and one that's bullshit. <laughs> right. And of course, there's obviously some marital subtext of that fight. You know, it's like, you know, there's a lot more going on than just a disagreement sure, about yes. taxidermy yeah, stories. Yeah. But, but I think we made some progress there. I think we did okay, too. guys, hmm. I'm going to give you a quick timeline for parties. Oh, sure. Yeah. If you don't mind, please invite guests 10 minute before start time as we <laughs> will start on time. <laughs> we will start with lemonade toast. Mm-hmm. Services will begin immediately after toast. Kids will eat throughout party time. <laughs> this is starting to sound like one of those Japanese horror movies. <laughs> like the like audition or something. <laughs> okay. Kids will eat throughout party time. Fashion show following all services. Birthday cake will be last 20 minutes. Services does make it seem like a funeral. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, so either a funeral a or a sex thing. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. I like the um, the use I, of will, too. It's just sort of like, yeah. this is just like, I've seen the future, and this is how it plays out. Well, I don't know. I mean, I will eat all throughout sex thing. <laughs> you will eat Hormel chili throughout sex I thing. I will eat Hormel chili all throughout sex thing. Hormel chili toast. If you want Sounds sex thing good. with me, <laughs> you, you, you tolerate Hormel chili, you will. It says, now it says here that there are um, cute robes as well. How cute are these robes? Let's see photos. I'll be the judge of that. Don't be creepy, Jordan. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That was that was a bridge too far. Well, well, these photographs are uh, on the website are significant, substantially out of focus. Uh, I am I am nonetheless impressed by 
the level of flavor that the Prestige Kid Spa does seem to be bringing to the table here for these. Mm -hmm. They look to have some of those uh, terrifying, uh, like, Korean dollar store face masks. Oh, you know yeah, the kind sure. I'm talking about. Yeah, like it look like they're they're stealing your face. Yeah, I think we. Uh, I feel like we put those on during a live show once, and uh, I didn't expect it to burn, but it did. No, it also never came off. You still, you're still wearing. It. <laughs> That's right. Just I'm still wearing integrated it. into your skin. Uh huh. I still look like a mel- melting wax figure. <laughs> There's a teepee for some reason. The TP wow. does match the color story, but besides that, I'm not sure what that part of it is about. Like you need an excuse for a TP. Come on. That's a good point. And it looks like it looks like you do your foot bath inside the party bus. Ooh. Now does it have honestly, while, be, while not being driven? Well not being Honestly, driven, do you no. think we could get this to come to one of our live shows, Jordan? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I think we have to do a live show for all kids. Do you Rob, think they you're only a do children's it for kids? author? You can help us come up with some child-friendly material. I think that's a good branding move for me. Yes. Get on the vehicle. Get in the vehicle, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Wear the robes. Wait for the services. Rob, do you get uh, children who are excited to talk to you about gross stuff now? Yes, that's been one of the best things about this uh, event is when I've done live events and the kids just come up to you and it's like they've got it's like, you know, because I think one of the sort of angles I was going for is this stuff is a little bit outre, Jordan, a little bit beyond the pale of, uh, you know, what kids are supposed to talk about. Like these what's, what's an example, Rob? Um, uh, I'll be I, I the had, judge of that. Okay. Um, I mean, I have a kid. I had a kid at one of the Atlanta signings who came up to me and was telling me about his brother's like boogers. Like he mm-hmm. saw this not on the cover and he started giving me kind of a detailed rundown. Uh, you know, about like this huge booger that his brother made and like how sticky it was like that. And I was like, I can't imagine him having that conversation with an adult in any other situation, in any other, any other scenario. Um, and then the, the funny thing- Maybe on the at the side, nurse's office at school. Maybe, but I feel like they wouldn't like open up in that level because it's just like there's a, there's a glee to it. Like this is like, mm-hmm. okay, I got the good shit. Let me tell you this. For the nurse, it would be like, there's a whole, you know- MIC. How would you, I mean, if you were, if you got called into the principal's office- you thought you were headed to get in trouble with the vice principal or whatever. And then they're like, oh, no, talk, talk to the nurse. The nurse says, all right, little Rob, tell me about your brother's grossest boogers. You're telling me you wouldn't be gleeful? <laughs> well, OK, I guess there might be. I think I think you might open up, but there'd be sort of this like. Like, where's this going? And it's like, is this, you know, is this being, is this a scam? Is this a trap? Are you going to try, am I going to get in trouble from this? I think you automatically assume you're going to get in trouble. It's just like a long con of some sort. All right. All right, little Rob, sit here and (laughs) rank my farts. Can I tell you what happened to me this morning? My, just on the subject of scams. Yeah. My, uh, my daughter Gracie spent the morning, so nobody could leave the house, although they did go out into the, uh, into the trampoline to jump up and down. Um, in the rainstorm, but, uh, uh, my daughter spent the morning, she's been really interested in Kool-Aid. I don't know what, how she got there, but cause she doesn't drink it. She doesn't like drinking it, but she's really interested in making it and stuff. And so she wanted to make a special punch and that meant for her making Kool-Aid in a pan and then boiling it down and then mixing it with other stuff. And I was like, well, what's the other stuff? It turns out she mixed it with ice water. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to get involved in telling her that that was just adding the water that she had boiled off 
whatever. But uh, she came and I was in the living room watching the ball game. She comes and grabs me. She says, dad, can I show you what I've got set up in the kitchen? I was like, uh, okay. So she took me into the kitchen and, uh, on the counter there was like a stack of cups and a big bowl of purple, uh, liquid. And then a sign that said, Gracie's punch, not a scam. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> everything seems above board here <laughs> i think the kids spa lawyers have been talking to her and <laughs> she yeah she there it wasn't a scam that's why she put not a scam on it right she didn't put not a scam on it what what was the there was some backstory to that right like was there something that was a scam before like where did that come from she what, was yeah. concerned i would think it was a scam well, I think but here's, a scam is just like an eleva- escalation right here's 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 i think the the probably the brilliant long game that she's playing if you want to scam somebody in a year or whatever give them 5 you know servings of punch where you say it's not a scam that last one uh, that's the scam but you've already had these you know, so-called non-scam punches. And then, you know, you're drinking that six punch. Next thing you know, uh, bank, bank your credit card numbers out. are all in China. Yeah. Three card Kool-Aid Monte, they call right. it. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know uh, what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write this up mm-hmm. uh, and uh, send it to my credit card company. We'll be back in just sure. a second on Jordan Jessica. <laughs> It's Jordan Jessico. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Hello, Jordan. It's me, an Englishman. And I am also English now because we're going to are, England. Are you English? I'm an American. <laughs> <laughs> What are we doing? Oh, what we're promoting we our show in London. Okay, but are we English people pretending to be American or are we English? No, I'm an American. I was born and raised in San Francisco. Oh, okay. Yeah, aren't you from Orange County, right? I'm also from San Francisco. <laughs> Howdy, it's me, JT from SF. Listen, do you want to see this live? You do. <laughs> do you, you live do. in England? You do. Jordan, yeah. Jesse, go. We're at the London Podcast Festival. Our buddy Sarah Morgan's joining us. We're going to have some more, have special, some more guests. special guests. Uh, I just invited. I just invited a very, very famous English celebrity. We'll ooh. see if it happens. I don't know. I don't know if I hope Pippa says yes. Yeah, Pippa. Pippa says yes or whatever the fuck I ask. Oh boy. Okay. Hold on. The London <laughs> Podcast Festival. It's September fourteenth. Maximumfun.org slash events. Uh, it's going to be a ton of fun. We hope we'll see everybody there. Yeah, and we're doing Judge John Hodgman in Dublin and at the London Podcast Festival. And then we are headed on tour in the Midwest and the East Coast all the way down to the Southeast. So go to vanfreaksroadshow.com for all the Judge John Hodgman dates. It's going to be a lot of fun. Of course, every episode of uh, Jordan Jesse Go is supported by the members of Maximum Fun. So we thank the members of Maximum Fun uh, very deeply and sincerely. We tip our cap to you, everybody who's gone to MaximumFun.org slash join. Uh, we are also this week supported in part by the folks over there at Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix, here's what you do. You go to stitchfix.com slash JJGo. You fill out a quiz. You tell them 
what kind of clothes you need, what kind of clothes you like. You tell them a little something about your sizes, and then a personal stylist sends you your new favorite shirt. Yeah. It, that is what happens, and uh, everything always fits me great. Um, it's always really cool. Sometimes it's stuff I wouldn't have like thought to pick for myself, but when I see it on, I'm like, yes, this. Thank you, Stitch Fix. Uh, you know what I got from Stitch Fix the other day that I'm loving? What'd you get? Waffle shorts. Waffle shorts. These are some real comfy lounging around the house shorts, some good work from home shorts. They're these very soft loungy shorts. They have a waffle pattern. They feel real good. This is like this is like a high-end luxury hotel robe for your legs. Yeah, I know. And only your upper legs, your lower le- legs are free. I I think I'm I mean, I th- I think I'm in a luxury hotel. I just start yelling room service. Yeah, I mean, you do yell that a lot in general. Room sort of your service. catchphrase. I love to be served in a room. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, but <laughs> four walls make it taste better. That's, that's what true. I that's say. true. But yeah, Stitch Fix. Uh, I always love what I get from there. And uh, if, if if you don't like something, real easy to send back. They include a, a prepaid envelope. You, you keep what you like. You send back what you don't. Easy peasy. You got a new shirtsy. Yeah, Jordan. Would you have a message for Stitch Fix? If you could say anything to Stitch Fix right now, what would it be? Thanks, Stitch Fix. They just get me. And they'll get you to try today at stitchfix.com slash JJGo, and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com slash JJGo, stitchfix.com slash JJGo. Jordan, the Jumbotron's been a little quieter lately. Yeah, if you want to share get a message, in there. if you want to share a message on Jordan Jesse Go, and you're a Jordan Jesse Go listener, you want to propose marriage to somebody. Uh, or you want to tell somebody off in a non-libelous like way. Nothing that puts us in legal jeopardy. No. Or moral jeopardy. We can just suggest that someone eat shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty much willing to suggest anybody eat shit. <laughs> sure. Like, And I, well, I won't say directly eat shit, but I'd say something like, uh, hey, you look hungry. There's a plate of shit over there. Sure. Get nomin, fucker. Yeah. Well, that's the part I wouldn't say. I okay. Wouldn't oh, say okay. okay. Thank you for yeah, clarifying. No. Thank you for clarifying. I would only suggest it. Okay. Maximumfund.org slash Jumbotron if you want to get up there. You'll be surprised at how affordable it is. Okay. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Rob Cutner, the human jalapeno. He is. He's known for his spicy flavor. And not like a pepper, though. A human one. Let's just be clear about that. <laughs> okay. Wait, are you full of seeds? <laughs> I am, but it's really the it's really the rim where the seed meets the pepper. That's where I'm spiciest. Ooh. The capsaicin is connected. Right. Okay. So, but if we take that, the white part, the ribs, mm-hmm. rib we, take that, yeah. we take that out, you'll have a surprisingly fresh flavor. Yes, but those are my actual ribs, right. so okay. my heart and lungs will collapse. Right. Well, it. but at least you could suck your own dick. <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> Bye, Rob. <laughs> we'll let oh, everybody spicy. know to buy your oh, children's no. book. <laughs> oh, oh, too spicy, too spicy. <laughs> I should have roasted myself for more vanilla flavor. <laughs> Uh, 
That's what we all yell before we die. <laughs> myself. There's that moment of clarity. Oh, I should have roasted myself for a more mellow flavor. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Yeah. <laughs> I will whisper it to my son on my deathbed. When something momentous happens to you, we ask you to call us at 206-984-4FUN or just send us a voice memo at jjgo at org. Hey, Jordan, you know what's momentous that's happening to us? Uh, it, other than the weather stuff? Well, we're going to England. Oh, that's right. We are going to England. Yes. Jolly old England. Yeah, September 14th. It's part of the London Podcast Festival. People should get... Tickets at MaximumFun.org slash events, events. live. There MaximumFun.org slash events. Yeah. And people who are elsewhere in the UK, such as in Dublin, Edinburgh, Belfast, and in Europe, in Copenhagen, should come see Judge John Hodgman. If you're in London, you should also come see Judge John Hodgman, in addition to Jordan Jesse Go. But we're, I'm coming directly to those other places on this same trip. So if you're in one of those places, MaximumFun.org slash events. And also, if you're listening to this, whether, wherever you are in those regions, I hope that you have a case for Judge John Hodgman because we need cases bad. So go to MaximumFun.org slash JJHO if you have a problem with anyone. I don't care how big or small it is. You might win the lottery and get a free Judge John Hodgman tickets, hang out with us backstage, all that shit, because we need cases in Dublin, Edinburgh, uh, Belfast, London, and Copenhagen. And you're, you definitely, people- you're definitely going to want to hang backstage with Jesse and John. That's where the real show happens. <laughs> Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, when something momentous happens to you like that, like you get to go see us in fucking Europe. <laughs> where well, you live. <laughs> not the economic community of Europe anymore, but, um, you know, MaximumFun.org slash, oh no, JJ go at MaximumFun.org. Okay, here's a momentous occasion. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and guest. I'm calling with a momentous occasion. This is Peyton from South Carolina. Yesterday, I was driving home from work at around 6.50, 7 in the evening. I was driving on the interstate, and from behind me, a black car passes me, and there's a woman sitting on the roof of the car in just a thong. Uh, doing various uh, erotic poses, I would say. And then she proceeded to lay fully onto the roof of the car, legs up in the air, spreading them around and doing various poses. And they were weaving in and out of traffic and going about, had to be 70 to 80 miles an hour down the highway. So that was pretty crazy. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. I cannot wait for this new Quentin Tarantino movie. (laughs) <laughs> they say it's his last one. It's his farewell. It's his farewell to cinema. I am okay. Is it is it just me or mm-hmm. I assumed this was on a city street going twenty? Yeah. It still was worrisome to me. Sure, yeah. Are 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 we that? Are we that jaded? Have we consumed that much internet pornography to where this is this is what we as a culture need to get off? I assumed this was getting filmed somehow. They were getting followed by a drone or, you know, somebody had a GoPro. I assumed um, he just drove, drove through a beer commercial or one yeah. just came to life. <laughs> right, yes. Yeah, a 90s a, beer commercial. This was a Twisted Sister video. Yeah, right. It was. Yeah, he, yeah, did yeah, and we should if, call her if you're there at any point. Did you did you hear the musical sting and twins? 
<laughs> if you heard and twins, you could have just driven through a beer commercial. I what now I'm now I'm so worried about this woman on the roof mm-hmm. that it's really putting a crimp into my previous reaction, mm-hmm. which was assuming that this was somehow safe, like strapped in. Right. Which I imagined there was both some sort of strapping device and they were just on a city street going 20. Sure. I mean, if anybody, I mean, if, if my theory that this is part of pornography checks out, those people have straps. I know. Who, These people yeah, are we, strapped the, up. We, don't, we didn't say where the thong went. Maybe the thong went around the ski rack, you know, yeah. on top of the car. It was <laughs> yeah, very sure. safe. Made of nylon. Yeah. yeah. But like my initial reaction was that it was fucking amazing and I would love to see that. Right. Except that now I'm so worried about the personal safety of this person. When I thought it was just a little bit reckless, when it was like standing up while you're driving a motorcycle reckless, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes a guy that's driving a motorcycle down the street does that thing where he like stands up with his yeah. arms straight. Mm-hmm. That was the amount of reckless I was imagining. 20 miles an hour and, and a strap reckless. Mm-hmm. Now that it's on the freeway, what other crazy shit is happening that's threat? Was this pro? How did he even like who? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Um, is this, uh, you know, and, and, and I don't want to come off as like you know, holier than thou or kink shamey or anything like that. But, you know, when I'm when I'm searching the web for a sexy video, I, I just type in married couple for procreation. Right. Um, I go on to, you know. Auto, the, auto, auto fill fills it in for you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, You're just like youporn.com and then right. you type in caring. Mom and dad on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Special love, much hug. <laughs> and Jesse. so you know maybe maybe i'm not aware of all the genres just because i'm such a you know i'm such a kinkster for mom and dad on vacation i don't know about all the genres is this a even... like danger porn is this a is that considered autoerotic is that what autoerotic, <laughs> autoerotic is? Hey. let's let's take a minute let's take well, a minute. i just that was good i'm glad we got there thank you rob oh thank you for being i just on got a I just got an email here from Princeton University. It says you didn't go there anymore. <laughs> you attracted my degree just based yeah. on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, this is my feeling about that. Hold on. I'm getting an email. Rob, you were just awarded a degree from San Diego State? Why are you guys <laughs> on the distribution list for colleges? Like, why? <laughs> I don't know I mean, why we're getting these emails. Go Aztecs. Nothing wrong with San Diego go State. Aztecs, it's a good school. Yeah. No. Okay, so this yeah, is I wasn't my feeling. Taking a, that was a ran, random school, I thought. If I was, to, I wasn't taking a shot for any particular reason. Go Aztecs. This is about UC San Diego, though. No. That's our preferred San Diego University. We're UC guys. Is yeah, there a rivalry? Of, I don't know. You know, very, very chill, you know, chill rivalry. If there, wasn't, if there wasn't then, there is now. Fuck them. V- very yeah. relaxed Southern California rivalry. <laughs> Suck our We'll settle dicks. this on the pickleball court. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jordan. Yeah, sorry. Here's my question. Yeah. Am I wrong to think that to me, the idea of seeing a naked lady Mm -hmm. doing moves on top of a moving car, driving down the street, 
is it's not it's not that it's like this might be at the core of it. It's not that it's necessarily erotic. Right. To me, it's just like a glorious expression of humanity. Mm-hmm. If I saw that, I'd be like, holy shit. I saw something special and magical. Sure. The you know, somebody has put put magic in my life on this day. If it's a type of pornography, it sounds like a boring kind of pornography. Like the gap is huge there to me between the real life impact of seeing something like that right. and feeling blessed by magic. Mm-hmm. But if I saw it through a camera, it wouldn't even it 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 wouldn't even uh you know, I'd rather just watch people have sex. Can I propose an alternate theory? Yes, yeah, please. I think Rob. it was someone what if it was someone on their way to an audition or a porn shoot? Just practicing their moves, you know, like a singer. The lips to tape the tape the tongue. You know, <laughs> These are Do like your moves vocal warm ups yeah. on top of on top. Well, whatever, everything warm up really. Sure. On top Do you of go- for the car. That's why okay. she's going so. That's why they're going so fast. They're late follow, for the audition. Follow up question: When the caller said it was a black car. Do we think that it was just a car that was colored black or do we think that this person got the like high end Uber or whatever? Oh, right. Is this just, you know, I, is this like the kind that picks up a VIP at the airport? What if it was a hearse? Sure. So you get, (laughs) uh, guys, I'm dead. (laughs) Yeah. Going to the best fucking funeral this town's ever seen. (laughs) Oh no. I hope it wasn't the sassy bus, Rob. Well, they don't drive the kids around, so. They don't drive them in a bus. They might take them in a limo with a naked lady. They don't say (laughs) they don't do that. (laughs) They're so specific on the site. I I would just assume they do anything they don't say they don't do. I don't know. You know, pay the extra to get the black car, I guess. You get a little bit more leg room. But it's it's, (laughs) It's it's the summer and it's hot. twerking on the roof. It's also hot to be on a black car, right? I mean. You know, yeah, yeah. I wonder about this. I wonder about this performer's hands and feet. Okay, right. Robin Jordan. Yeah, how fast a speed would you be willing to tolerate riding on top of a car? So you're on top of the car. Mm-hmm. How fast would you be able to deal with it going? Uh, would never go on top of a car. <laughs> would might fall off. Too scared. Parked car. What about at the, wouldn't do what, it. What about when you're out at the sideshow? Everybody's <laughs> ghost riding. Sure. Everybody's doing donuts. You're not gonna get on top of the car? No, sorry. Maybe maybe that maybe that makes me the poindexter of the sideshow. You'd do it at five, right? Five miles an hour. Yeah, I guess I'd okay, yeah, I'd do it at five. I'd do it at five. Rob, you got what about ten? Do I say ten? I, I was gonna I was gonna say ten, but you know what you're missing is that is it's it's not really about the speed, but it's like how quickly they might break. If they can hit the brakes like really fast, really abruptly, that's right. worse than like, I don't mind going faster, but if I need to know what the, what the journey is. I'll say this. I was up at my cabin a few weeks ago and my father-in-law had driven out to the, to the lake in his truck and it was pretty hot out. And one of my kids was crazy tired and I didn't want to march her back to the cabin because I was worried there'd be a meltdown on the way. And so I said to my father-in-law, Teresa will take the other two kids. This kid and me will stay here and we'll ride back in the truck. I I realized only one other seat in the truck. So I rode in the back, in the bed. Mm -hmm. It turns out that literally driving 15 miles an hour 
feels like you're in a fucking Harrier jet when you're just out there in the open. <laughs> sure, I yeah. was terrified. Yeah. Like the whole time, like I'm, I'm like reminding myself to be cool. Just reminding myself that I'm, I'm just a chill guy. Nothing can happen. Right. Nobody My needs to say, driving. nobody needs to see daddy cry again. <laughs> but boy, I, we can't possibly have gone more than 20 miles an hour because there's just too many, you yeah. know, the road isn't good enough to go more than 20 miles an hour. <laughs> and I am there like sweating out of my eyeballs. I was so terrified. <laughs> okay. I would go 10 if I would could get confirmation, written confirmation from Mayor Karen Bass. Notarized. Mm -hmm. Notarized at a local notary of good standing that Mario Lopez is standing by on a jet ski should we go into a river. Right. Then I'm there. I think 10 miles an hour. I'm good. Do you think we could get Mario Lopez on a ski-do onto Jordan Jesse Go? We could maybe get him on the show if, you know, we, we, we hustled through hustled through his people. Uh, you know, Christella, Christella knows him. One time, I've told this on the show, but I think it's worth mentioning that um, I will always have a soft spot for Mario Lopez because one time Christella put up a photo of, like, the new Mario Switch game that she just bought. And underneath it, he commented, it's a me. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> Does Saved by the Bell hold up? No. <laughs> Does that? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Take it's that, Mary Hart. You're <laughs> out. Lopez is in. <laughs> Lopez is in. Can't you, okay. ju- can't you just nab him while he's taping at the Grove? Isn't he still taping in? Oh, yeah, let's just know. go nab him. Nab yeah, Lopez. I mean, Stick a mic in, in his roll face. In there on the, roll in there on the trolley. I guess we could but trick I, him into thinking. Roll him out on the sassy bus. Sure, yeah. Send the sassy bus to pick <laughs> right him up. Right to the ski-doo. He's not a kid. <laughs> they can drive with him. I love this new plan. I love it. We'll, we'll, let's text yeah. Crystal Alonso. Yeah. She'll put us in touch. We'll get the sassy bus down to the Grove. <laughs> Problem solved. Problem solved. We'll just tell him this is an entertainment news show. And he'll Our fucking problem. bring the heat. Our problem is that Mario Lopez has never been on our show on a ski do. That's the problem we're trying to solve. Yes. Have you thought about it? Might be easier just to get your show onto a ski do with Mario Lopez. I mean, they get right. that passenger seat, right? You could, oh you could yeah. Squeeze in, yeah, yeah. right? You yeah. Need waterproof, waterproof equipment, right? You're not. We're not. You're not going to have to convince Jordan Jesse Go to throw its arms around Mario Lopez. No, not at all. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 la. Hi, I'm Travis McElroy. And I'm Teresa McElroy. And we're the host of Schmanners. We don't believe that etiquette should be used to judge other people. No, on Schmanners, we see etiquette as a way to navigate social situations with confidence. So if that sounds like something you're into, join us every Friday on Maximum Fun, wherever you get your podcasts. The Greatest Generation, Maximum Fun's irreverent, filthy mouth Star Trek podcast is a big deal. How big? It's the only Star Trek podcast big enough to have a live show tour. And we are inviting all Star Trek fans and Max Funsters everywhere. We're calling it the Share Your Embarrassment Tour, and we're going to celebrate and roast Star Trek V. That's the one where they kill God. We're going to be in a bunch of cities, and greatestgentour.com has all the info and ticket links. That's greatestgentour.com, 
for dates and ticketing info for the Share Your Embarrassment Tour. Come share your embarrassment with us. And grow stronger from the sharing. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Rob Kuttner, uh, the the human Fresno pepper. I've got nothing. No, you could just be the same thing, man. You don't need, oh, you don't need oh, a bunch I of the, different nicknames. Come on. We've been using we, the same fucking nicknames for 90 years. Boy detective. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's perfect. It's the perfect nickname. Rob, what's the grossest, what, what's the grossest thing you thought of for snot goblins? There's a scene where uh, these two ghost hunting girls are in a morgue. They're in a, the morgue of an old haunted hospital and they pull open the drawer and uh, all these skulls come out and start licking them. And they're like, how could this get any grosser? And then these cockroaches come out and are swarming all their faces and the cockroaches start pooping. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. Cockroaches love pooch- pooping. They're incontinent cockroaches, I should mention. They, oh. fibered, they fibered up. Yeah, this has helpful tips about staying regular. Yeah, I mean that's what I think. I mean, if if, if they kids learn nothing more from this, it's S- you sponsored have- by the American Metamucil Council. Says here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, folks, you're just in the pocket of Big Metamucil. <laughs> they're not pr- prunes; they're dried plums. <laughs> Having fun over here. Uh, I will say that Snot Goblins is very funny. I think uh, I think kids would love it. Uh, hey, I'm a I'm a I'm a childless ass adult. I I bought Rob's book because he's one of the funniest guys ever, and it is it is really hilarious. It's got great jokes. Um, yeah, it's definitely one one of those one of those kids products like your like your SpongeBob's your Teen Titans goes. That's just like straight up funny. So uh, I think I think Snot Goblins hilarious for anybody. Do you know what the average rating is on a popular e-commerce website that I'm looking at right now? Oh, I can't wait to hear. I hope it's good. If it's bad, you shouldn't read it. Five out of five. Whoa! Perfect five. Perfect five. Whoa, my five gosh. Five cockro- cockroach turds out of five. That's the, <laughs> the metric. A perfect five. Oh Sun is obsessed. Hilarious. Gloriously gross and fun for adults, too. Perfect for reluctant readers. That's me. <laughs> uh, I will say, uh, my my mom did after the uh, bubble graphic novel came out. Did go onto Amazon and wrote a review of it where she was trying to be anonymous, but like it says Morris at the end, so it's clear <laughs> that it's my mom. I warned doing my it. mom a couple of weeks ago. I was like, the cutting her thing. Don't. But you're you're going to want to do it. Resist the temptation. Yeah, you do have to avoid the uh, the the nepotism appearance in the review section. Of, right. Of yeah. <laughs> have someone with your last name blasting your book. That'll increase your street cred. Snot goblins and other tasteless tales is the name of the book by our guest Rob Kuttner. Always a joy to see you, Robert. Nice to see you guys too. I hope we all survive the the coming calamity. <laughs> yeah. Well, or, or I guess when they hear this, the calamity that came. Right. Should we not? May this be a blessing to our legacies. Yes, yes. If you're if you're listening to this, we we led good lives. We led good, free, full lives, brimming with love, laughter, 
And Hormel chili. And Hormel chili. Yes. <laughs> the delicious taste of Hormel chili. God, I can't wait to eat that Hormel. I hope. You're so close. You're so close, the Jordan. The, they say the storm's going to pass by 10 a.m. tomorrow at 10.01. I'm going to be horking down Hormel. Oh. Garbanzos. That's my top canned food. Oh, yeah. That's, a, yeah, that's a good thing to get out of a can. Because you, you know what you can do with a garbanzo? Well, first mm. of all, you can just put them on a salad. It's going to sure. be great. Yeah. And add a lot of protein yeah. uh, to your salad. Good texture too. But how about this? Drain them. Yep. Put some olive oil on them. Mm-hmm. Put your favorite spice blend on them, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Or just salt and pepper. Sure. If you want to do them niblet style. And then roast them in your toaster oven. Sounds good. Then That's you nice. got a delicious, healthy snack. I thought you were going to go like, listen, drain the can, add mm-hmm. your favorite spice, fuck the can. <laughs> drain the can add your favorite spice feed it to a goat goats love to eat cans goats love to eat cans he will spit out the garbanzos (laughs) i'm literally about to soak some dried garbanzos tonight someone sent me this kit for like super fancy hummus like a super high-end tahina and it's um what is it gordo ranch chickpeas you know like the fancy i got those from the office for christmas that's what i got that was Mm -hmm. my office christmas gift Everybody Farty got Christmas. me some some chickpeas from Gordo Ranch. But I got to start like the soaking now for tomorrow. So it's kind of a passive aggressive gift in a way. It's like, you know, you're going to have to plan for this one. You're going to yeah. have to set, did, block out some time. Did it say hummus hummus kit, not a scam? <laughs> <laughs> Matt Lieb is our producer on the program. Producer Meredith, Brian Sunny D. Fernandez. Our theme music, Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. You can find us on social media maximumfun.reddit.com is the fun uh, subreddit to chat. Um, you can find us on Instagram uh, at Jordan David Morris at put.this.on. We are on Facebook and Twitter, Jordan Jesse Go. That's uh, facebook.com slash Jordan Jesse Go and twitter.com slash Jordan Jesse Go. And uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see you in England soon. Goodbye. I'll hug you and kiss you and love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Maximum Fun. A worker-owned network. Of artist-owned shows. Supported. Directly. By you.